Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, back again with Daniel Harrington, who is responsible for growing fine and country globally. Um, Daniel, you travel all around the world, seeing different estate agents and real estate agents. Question, what is the difference between UK estate agents and international estate agents, good and bad? Talk to me. Good and bad. So, so having spent the first years of my life, or of my career in UK only agency, I had a very narrow view, though I didn't know I had a narrow view. I think there's a few major things that are different. Um, first of all, the UK, let's define the UK first. It's a vendor-led market, so everyone's interested in, um, in listings as opposed to buyers. Sole agencies are very common, uh, which is not the case internationally in a lot of countries. And everything's about the fee that you get. In a lot of the international countries, first of all, some of them are buyer-led. A lot of them have MLS systems, which stands for multi-listing system. So most properties will be on with multiple agents, and I don't mean two or three, I mean 10, 12, 20, often at different prices if you're looking at, for example, Spain. And those agents are on 6% fees, 5 to 6%, but they're only interested in generating buyer leads. Because once they have a buyer, they can introduce it to anyone else's property. If um, the closest I've seen to it, if you're a London agent, is the Lonres system. A lot of uh, France, for example, have a, a multi-listing system very similar to Lonres. Um, so, first of all, it was learning about buyer-led markets. <laughs> I went out to Barcelona to do a training training weekend for our, our licenses out there and had all my valuation, winning listings at higher fee training ready. And they were not interested. They were only interested in how they could use the brand to generate buyer leads, which which left me um, slightly on the back foot. But it was a, a good way of learning. Because do buyers uh, internationally just pick one agent and then just basically say, go and find me a house? Uh, some do, but there are also international markets that are still vendor-led. So for South Africa, for example, is very much uh, a vendor-led market. It depends. You get affluent customers, high net worth and ultra high net worth, and they'll, experience, they'll, they'll want a different experience. A lot of our international agents will pick someone up from the airport, they'll take them around for the day, buy them lunch on a boat. Um, but they're not just introducing them to the properties that they have on the market, they're introducing them to other, 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 other agents' stock uh, because they'll split the fee. But you can split a, a fee 50-50 and still be getting 3% of the purchase price. So it's not, it's not at all bad money. I think um, the other thing I've realised, you know, we look at, we see these American uh, TV shows around real estate and in America some real estate agents are local celebrities they're local heroes and then you come back to the UK and we're always at the bottom of the consumer Ooh. trust list knocking around with politicians you think why is that I think levels of professionalism are different and when I say that I don't mean that agents in the UK are unprofessional I think there is an issue around the fact that there are no barriers to entry to our industry in the UK so they're not there's not licensing, there's, there's, no, there's no real barriers to entry with regards to qualifications that are compulsory. Yeah, but surely just because there's no barrier doesn't mean that the sort of people who are attracted to a state agency internationally don't tend to be attracted to a state agency in the UK. I don't, I don't disagree, but I think you, while we have some amazing agents in the UK, we also have some agents that we could say are, are less good naturally and there's going to be less good agents internationally as there are good agents but what i what i think is that 
if you know you have to be licensed from a customer perspective, if you know that person is licensed, qualified, uh, has the right qualifications, I think it's more reassuring. At the moment, I, my worry with the UK agents industry is that, and we said earlier, perception is reality. We're very much commoditized. We are a transactional-based industry, not a, a relationship-based mm -hmm. profession. Yes, but also I think the perception from a customer is that all agents are the same. Uh, one of my colleagues, Gavin Swan, he says most agents operate on the three Ps. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Go on. Put up a board, put it on the portals and pray. Now, we know good agents and agents that are watching this video will be engaged agents. They'll be good. They'll go, I don't do that. And of course they don't. What I'm saying is the customer base, those vendors, those house owners out there, perceive that agents are all the same. And of course, if... And let's be honest, the last few years it's been like that. All you have to do is put, it, put a board up, put it on the, on the portal and rock and roll. But that, and again, this is the thing, and I think more than anything, it's an education piece for our customer. We should be educating our customers. Okay. I mean, what, I hate to use the word fault, so I'm going to use the word cause. What is the cause? Is it because the wrong type of people are attracted to agency or our fees are so low that we don't attract the right people? Low fees is a downward spiral. And the problem is, and look, I've never worked the middle market, so I can't, I'm not in a position to relate exactly, but my view is that from a commercial perspective, if agents are competing on overvaluing property and, and dropping fee down, they're asking, they're mismanaging the client's expectations, but also they're not asking for enough money to do a proper job to get the house sold. Even in a market like this, you know, it's a hot market at the moment, properties are selling maybe within three weeks. That shouldn't be the question. It's not whether your house sells. It should be about getting the absolute best price for your house in today's market. Do you think agents are very good at getting that across, that story that they are that they will get an extra 30 grand or 50 grand? It's very hard to do because if the you've got to re-educate the client. They've got to not make their decision based on valuation, price and fee. They've got to make their decision based on what they're going to net out the transaction. And that's not an easy thing to do. Because most, most people have got to only prove that in the one-hour sofa chat yeah, when they asked that for the vowel. Well, last time we had sensible figures from 2019 without COVID, was it 76% of properties sell with a second agent or more? Um, 60% according, right, according to Right Move. Although since, since lockdown, it's yep. down as low as 17% according I, to 20 yeah, EA. I heard. I remember the stat coming out in 2019, and it was slightly different stat at the premium end of the market. Right. But um, I just thought, as an industry, if we only have a success rate of mm. high 30s, how on earth can we ever expect a recommendation? And if we are competing on valuation, price and fee, as a business, how can you how can you continue that? Because the only way your competition can fight back, unless they change the context of the conversation, mm. is by valuing it even higher mm. and or dropping their fee even lower. And and that does that, that, that that's a fundamental problem as an industry, not as a, an individual business. Maybe in the next video we could talk about how estate agents could get better fees. Yeah, and in from in a UK context, that is the number one, two and three things that, that, that agents tend to ask for, isn't it? It certainly is. Thank you for your time today. Thank you.